Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing today? I don't know. I just This is like a habit to just praise God right now. Amen. Wherever you are in your living room, can you just clap? I, I know it's it's Sunday, you're not in church, but you know what? We, you know one thing this is, is teaching us that we don't need a crowd to worship God. We don't need. I, I pray that we are not that shallow. I know in my heart, Lord, I, I don't want to come to the place where I'm so shallow where I need a crowd to have church. I don't need to have a crowd to worship. I don't need to have a crowd to praise God, because I've learned to praise God. When I don't feel it, when no one's watching, when no one's looking. Because it's not about anyone else, it's about just Jesus. Amen? Amen? Uh, if you're logging on to YouTube or if you're watching this by YouTube, go ahead and comment below. Tell us where you're watching from, especially if you're viewing from outside the Southeast Michigan area. We got people that are watching us from different states and area. Won't you just say hi on there? Let us also know how, who's watching with you. Tell us how many you got in your room watching you. How many families are together? If there's six of you. Say, hey, we're six of us from the UP. I don't know wherever you are. There's a lot of I don't have a phone available to read your comments, but I'll read them later in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I just want to also give some some shout outs to our awesome church family. I see you guys connecting with one another. I see you guys all over social media keeping those relationships going. You really realize how much we're designed for community when something like this hits, right? And I love it because you guys are going up and above. You're staying connected. You're talking with one another. You're cheering each other on. You're praying for our healthcare workers, and you're, you're, you're doing it. And I, pray, I thank God for our leadership. We had a Zoom. We had a board meeting the other day, a Zoom meeting. This is awesome. I just want you to know, River of Life family, you've got an awesome board of deacons who love you and pray for you regularly. And we just talked about how different this is. And we shared some wins and we shared some struggles and some ups and downs and how we feel. And, and uh, I was just so encouraged to see that. I want to give a shout out to all of our leaders that are staying connected with the ministries there. And uh, our media tech crew. I just can't thank them enough. They are really stepping up. This is the only reason why we're able to come to you because of them. And just want we had to thin the crowd down and because of the mandates and thank God we had this equipment before this COVID-19 hit. So it was a matter of just using it and God sent the right people and everyone's been stepping up and working. Some of them are still working jobs and still doing the media, which is a lot of work behind the scenes and Give a shout out to Josh for running the, all of the things that he's doing, everything that you're watching, and you can control your own volume and everything. Amen. Those of you that think it's too loud, you can turn it down. Come on, somebody. Those of you that like it up, put it on the surround sound. I know Ladon has the surround sound on right now in the tribe of Reuben today. Amen. How's the Reubens doing there in Dearborn? God bless you. Amen. Turn it up as loud as you want. Come on, I'm going to preach. Have you heard that the resurrection hasn't been canceled? Come on, somebody. You're going to have to help me today. Have you heard that Easter ain't canceled? The resurrection can't cancel Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means victory is not canceled. Victory is ours. 
I was reading these, these memes all over social media. There's, some of them are hilarious. There's some hilarious videos and stuff going on on TikTok. And I told Melinda I might need to get a TikTok. And, uh, but I've seen this meme. Have you guys seen this meme? It said, the church may be empty, but so is the tomb. Come on, somebody. I know a Pentecostal wrote that one. I love this one. Jesus hung on the cross Friday, but he sent out a memo and said, I'm about to go live on Sunday. Come on, somebody. That's good right there. Amen. I love that one. Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. Today's resurrection, and this is the greatest day in history. I can't explain how good this day. You know, it'll take you the rest of your life to fully comprehend the meaning of this week and weekend theologically I've been serving the Lord it'll be 23 years this November that I surrendered my life there's the word right there surrender when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ 23 years ago it'll be 23 this November and it's taken me almost it seems like a lifetime to comprehend how much he loves me how much he's for me how much he is with me and it just causes me to celebrate and to praise his name amen Hallelujah. Well, this is the season where dead things come to life. That's what this resur resurrection season is. Dead things come to life. What hopes and dreams did you have for 2020? I'm here to tell you that. Don't give up on them. It, it, that's what Friday was all about. Friday looked like it was all over. Looked like the, the devil won. Looked like that, that the, the Pharisees won. That Rome won. That, that, that the enemy won. And sit there and see Jesus hung on a cross. And then Saturday was the silent Saturday when God don't seem to be moving. How I many you know he's working even when it don't look like he's working? Come on, somebody. That's what Saturday represents. And some of you have been in a Saturday for a long time. Well, I'm here to tell you if you've been in a Friday or a Saturday, but today is Sunday. It's time to get up and serve the enemy. Notice that today is Sunday. Today you've got a reason to shout. You've got a reason to have victory. Come on, somebody get excited in your house today. That's your sanctuary. That's your church. That's your place where you worship the resurrected king today. Hallelujah. That's what today represents. Thank you, Jesus. Man, can you feel that? I hope you can feel what I'm feeling today. It's just the spirit of God. It's just something special about today. Well, listen, I got a special message for us today. And I'm going to title it Resurrection 2020. If you're taking notes, and hopefully you are at home, if you can find something to write on, you need to write some of this stuff down because this pertains to our, our special Easter season today. Resurrection 2020. That's the, that's the title of today's message. And while you are writing that down, go over with me to John 2020. Look how this all, this is amazing how this all fits together for us today. John 2020. John 2020. I got a card that are handed to me, said on behalf of the church for my birthday. And I was like, okay. And I said, make sure you let the people know that this is what's happened my birthday. I want to say thank you. Amen. That's what that was. So birthdays this week. Shout out to all the April babies. God bless you different kind of celebration right and uh tyler my awesome son-in-law his birthday's the same week as mine so we already got our steaks set up the lord is good and we're gonna have uh i don't know how we're gonna eat it we'll be social distancing he'll be in the neighbor's yard and i'll be in my yard and all 
Uh, we've been following the mandates. We've been, we've been doing that. Talked with our awesome chief of police yesterday and our law enforcement, and they are just so happy that we're still open for business online, but we're still open. And just told me some things about our local police, the pray for some of our local police and law enforcement that have loved ones and spouses that have been tested positive of COVID-19 for us to pray for them. We're still continuing to do food ministries, and you're going to be hearing more about that with uh, groceries and helping families out, especially kids out. That's going to be coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. So you're at John 2020 on this Resurrection 2020. Let's pray right now. Let's pray for it. Matter of fact, let's just pray. Pray for the Word. Pray for maybe you are got a loved one that's tested positive for this thing. There are people that are getting healed and people that are recovering. And I thank God for all the information that's coming out of the good news. And we need to hear that in Jesus' name. So let your faith be encouraged. Father, right now we just pray. We pray over the word, pray over our time together for the next however long, Father, that this word will just continue to flow into the living rooms and right into the hearts of the people. We pray for those that may be infected with this virus or have loved ones. We pray for our law enforcement, God, that is out here working 12-hour shifts and 78 hours a week and trying to make us safe and, and working double time and doing what they're doing. And they have we have some law enforcements that are needing the healing as well and their loved ones we pray for them you know who they are you know the situation we just pray right now in Jesus name our churches we lift them up in prayer right now in Jesus name pray for healing restoration pray for our health care workers God you continue to to strengthen them help them to be strong in the spirit help them to be immune in their spirit as they face this in the natural every single day we thank you for your words today in Jesus name amen Slap somebody a high five and say, I'm already excited. Amen. Give somebody a high five and say, Jesus is in control. This is my resurrection, and it's resurrection 2020. In Jesus' name, amen. While you do that, I'm going to switch. Amen. Oh, man. Now we're ready to preach. Can you hear me now? Amen. Hopefully you are getting a good signal. I know on Sundays, we, the the supplier we use for our website it's really overwhelmed with all of the churches so I'm hurt I hear that YouTube channel is really the place to be it's a stronger signal so however you're viewing this today you can watch it later in the week as well maybe that's what you're doing right now and Easter's already gone I'm telling you Jesus is still alive and this message is still for you today in Jesus name amen but um just write in there on the comments below resurrection 2020 this is a resurrection just for you. I've never seen this before, but in John chapter 20, verse 19 and 20 is going to be our scripture. It's like God knew this was going to happen and really look at this story from today's perspective. And it really, it really helps us to see some things because even in this crazy Easter season of 2020, I mean, oh, Jesus is still teaching us some things. Jesus is still speaking to us through the same story that was written 2000 years ago. I got a word for you here today. God is still speaking to us today. So let's get right into the word. Today in John chapter 20, start at verse 19. Then it says this, then the same day at evening, this is the day that Jesus rose again, it's Sunday. But at evening on that day, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, 
Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Or one translation says, Peace I give you. Look at that scripture. I read this and I said, Man, this is, this is amazing. Here's the disciples, followers of Christ, sitting in this house, locked together with the doors shut and locked for fear. I said, man, that's us today. That is so many of us today. Same situation. Because you imagine how these disciples felt. I want, I want you to, you got to put yourself in the story when you read the Bible. You just don't go through the Bible. You let the Bible go through you. It's not like any other book known to man. It's a number one best-selling book in human history for a reason. Because it's alive. It's living. And the Spirit of God will speak to you something fresh and relevant every time you open it. And look into it with your heart. And here, this is so obvious of what God is telling us. Many of you are just like these disciples. Their world has been turned literally upside down. They watched their king get crucified. And if you've ever seen or studied or looked into the Roman crucifixion, it's actually where we get our English word excruciating. The, the root word for excruciating, excruciating pain, comes out of when someone looked at how horrible a crucifixion was. This is paint a picture. That movie, The Passion of the Christ, I think that is one of the most accurate portrayals and description of how it would have looked of what Jesus went through, the beating in that. I think that's as close as you can get to reality. And he did that for you. I want you to understand that. God demonstrated his own love by while we were yet sinners, Christ did that for you and for me. Some of you may think that God's in heaven is this ogre, this mean, you know, going to shoot a lightning bolt down every time you mess up, or he's this religious thing. No, no, he, he loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. Parents, think about that, your only begotten son. Would you give your son for anyone? The Roman, Paul said in the book of Romans, people don't give someone to let their, their, their self for a righteous person, let alone for a sinful person. But yet God did that for Jesus. And here the disciples followed Jesus. He was their king, their Messiah. And he was crucified right in front of them. So they're in this house. They're in this room with the doors shut, locked, confused. They were surprised, confused, and fearful. And that's like many of you out there today. We're just fearful. We don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, they don't, it's like the authorities are learning something new about this virus every day. It wasn't contagious, now it is contagious, now it's very contagious. It's this, it does that. Some people just seem to not be, it takes some down and it, it, others don't even realize they have it. I mean, it, it, we don't know what to do. And so it makes you panic and be fear. But I want you to see what happened here. They were behind the closed doors just like you are. But watch this. Jesus came right into that room. Jesus came right into that room. And he entered them. And he said to them, peace I give you. He could do that right now. He is standing right there wanting to be in your, not just your house and, and get away. He wants to be in your heart. He wants to be in your life. He wants you to invite him into your life. And he will change you from the inside out. That's what Jesus does. And I couldn't help but to think how that is so many people there. So many of you on the other side of that camera there. It's just like this. And I want you to be encouraged today that Jesus can walk right into that room. Whether you're all by yourself. You're all by yourself in a condo, in an apartment, in a high rise, in a trailer, in a house. I don't know where you are watching this. But I want you to know that you, 
You don't have to be alone. You may feel alone, but you're not alone. Jesus can come right in there with you. He wants to. Revelations tells us that he stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. He's wanting you to invite him in. But as I was reading this story, that is powerful in itself right there, and we can preach on that all day. But I begin to notice something else about these disciples. And like Jesus was like teaching me something fresh, and it relates to 2020, our, our situation right now. And it was, it was simply this. It's either, the disciples here in the story, they stayed in Jerusalem. And if you read the other gospel accounts, the disciples scattered everywhere. We have two of them on the road to Emmaus in the book of Luke, headed to an entirely different city. Everybody was afraid of the Jews and the Romans that, hey, they killed the rabbi. It was just common knowledge that they would go after the followers of Christ and do the same thing. That's why Peter denied them that night. He was like, man, I don't want to be taken into custody and, and all of this stuff. So, so but, but why did they stick around there in Jerusalem? Why, why would they stick it around? And the Holy Spirit showed me. It's because, you see, they had a habit. They had a, they had a habit. They had a pattern that they did. They were used to spending their day, every day with Jesus. They was used to spending every day listening to him, teaching, praying with him, eating with him, being with him. And even though he's not with them anymore, watch this, they still continued with their pattern, their, their pattern of faith, their, their habit. And that is, that is something, they were like, they got up that day and said, man, what do we, what do you guys want to do? And I can hear them say, well, I don't know what we do. What do we normally do today? And they looked and said, well, we normally spend our time with Jesus. And they said, yeah, but Jesus was crucified yesterday. And they had such a habit of doing that. They just said, you know what? Let's just, let's just do it anyway. I know it's different, but let's just do it anyway. I, I know it's Sunday and we're not at 1616650 Sumter Road, but let's get up and do it anyway. Let's get up and get our Bibles anyway. Let's get our kids anyway. Why? Because we have a pattern. I want you to write this down. Jesus appeared in their pattern of faith and he gave them peace. Why? Because peace is in our patterns of faith. Peace is in our patterns of faith. You need to write that down. That's for 2020 today. That, that, that's the first word God wants to give you today on the other side of that. Is that peace. You're looking for peace? It's found in your patterns of faith. You see, a pattern helps us do the right thing when we don't know what else to do. Come on, somebody. A pattern helps you do the right thing when you don't know what else to do. If you have a habit, if you have a pattern of faith, even though you may not feel it, you're still going to do it. That's why it is so important that we continue to meet on Sundays like this. Get dressed. Some of you may have some pastels on today. I can see you coming through the camera. Come on, somebody. That's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. If it's football Sunday, if it's a Super Bowl, we put jerseys on. I put the Lions on every Super Bowl Sunday in faith that that's going to be their year next year in Jesus' name. Come on. I know I got LaDon saying amen on the other side of that. Come on. <laughs> we put our football jerseys on on game day, right? It's the same thing on Sunday. You can, you can put your Sunday suit on. I don't care. It's, it's, it's a pattern. And get your kids together. Why? Because it's important that they follow your example and have that pattern of faith instilled in them. Listen, although we can't come together and have church, don't mean we need to stop being the church. 
I said, although we can't come and have church, doesn't mean we don't stop being the church. And we keep being the church because on Sundays, it's the Lord's day. I think I'm going to preach for a few minutes today. You may want to put your eggs on hold or whatever you got planned. We got nothing else planned today, amen. You may even want to pause it, go over there and do get your Easter dinner out and come back because I'm still going to be here preaching. We may be here for a few minutes today. Is that all right? If you disagree, say something. That's what I thought, so I'm going to keep on preaching. Amen. Come on, somebody. That pattern. Pastor Eddie, you're looking too much into the pattern. I mean, no, no, let me show you something. Paul said to Timothy, it's in your Bible, 2 Timothy 1.13. Paul said to the young man, he said, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching, sound doctrine that you learned from me. Watch this. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Look at that. He said, you, this is what I want you to hold on to because I, I'm not always going to be here, Timothy. The, the Lord has already showed me that there comes a time when I am going to put down this body and my life's going to be poured out like a drink offering and you won't have Timothy here. The day's coming when we may not be in church and here we're living in it today. But can I tell you what to sustain you in this uncertain world is having a faith pattern, a pattern of faith of getting in your He said, hold on to it. That's good preaching. Some of you, it's a new pattern. This is new because you had some old habits. You can have some old habits. See, right now we can go into some old habits if we don't keep our good habits. Sometimes you'll go right, but that flesh ain't dead. It's right there. It's like the night of the living dead. It never dies. Your Bible says just don't feed it. Whatever you're feeding in this quarantine is going gonna, is gonna to live, is going to be the strongest. Whatever you feed in the quarantine is going to be the strongest. It's what you're going to be lead by. But see, I got a pattern of faith that I still get before the Lord every day. I put on some worship music if I need to. I get in the word of God. That's a pattern of faith. Come on, somebody. You need to have some time every day where you're, and this may be a, a, a good time to start this new habit because you have a bad habit of quitting. And here it is. The disciples weren't quitters. Some, you can have a bad habit of quitting. Vince Lombardi, the greatest football coach ever, he said, once you learn how to quit, it has soon become a habit. And he know, you know what he would do? He would get with his football team and he would say, Look, I don't care how tired you are today. You're still going to do them drills. I don't care if you've got to crawl through those drills because I have no quitters on this team. And listen, you may be fighting every devil in hell right now. You may have somebody in your household that's sick. You've been laid off. You don't have a job. You're fearful. You don't feel good. This thing is mentally taking a toll on you. You are emotionally can't sleep at night. I want you to know you may have to crawl, but don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. Keep the pattern of faith going. Keep seeking. Keep worshiping. Keep going. Because once you get that habit of quitting, That'll follow you into everything you do in life. Come on, somebody. It'll follow you in your relationships. Your relationships gets hard. You've already learned to quit. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to quit. You're going to quit on that. You're going to quit on this. A job, you don't like it, you're going to quit. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. But see, the disciples knew something. And Paul told Timothy, there's a secret to this. Oh, I'm trying to move on, but I'm going to stay here just for another minute. He said, I want you to keep doing it. Why? Because there's strength in the repeat. 
I said there's strength in the repeat. Some of you need to comment that below. There's strength in the repeat. You just keep going. Sometimes it's not great big steps of faith. It's little steps of faithfulness. Sometimes to see a miracle isn't a big step of faith, isn't a big leap of faith, but it's little steps of faithfulness, of repeating, of getting in your word, getting up, even though when you don't see him working, he is still working. Why? Because you got a pattern. There's stories all in the Bible of this example. There was one young man came to the prophet and he was a king and he said, I'm facing an enemy and I want you to tell me how I can overcome them. He said, grab those arrows and put them in your hand and strike the ground. And the Bible says he took those arrows and he hit that young man, hit the ground three times and he looked up and he said, is that good enough? You know, and the prophet looked at him and rebuked him. And said, man, why'd you stop at three? If you would have kept going to four and five, you would have had victory over your enemy for that many years. And some of you might have said, you know, tried serving God and, or whatever, tried the church and you got hurt or you got something happened. God is saying, you need their strength in the repeat. Get back in it. Oh, I'm reminded of 1 Kings 18 when the, there was a drought in the land. I feel like preaching today. There was a drought in the land. Everybody needed water. They had no water anyway. And Elijah the prophet stood up and he said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. See, when you got a pattern of faith, you see things that others don't see. You hear things that others don't hear. God said, I don't do anything on the land if, unless I first reveal it to my servants, the prophets. Prophets have a pattern. They got a pattern of getting in the word they got a pattern of following after God even when they don't feel it even when nobody else in their family is serving God you may be the only one with your Bible today the only one that's in church today I want you to know that you're not alone God sees you and the young man said what do you mean you hear the abundance of rain it ain't rained here and in all this time and we're gonna die if we don't get any rain. And the prophet said, oh, there's going to be rain. He said, I want you to run up to the top of the mountain and I want you to look toward the sea and tell me if you can see that cloud of rain coming. And your Bible says in 1 Kings 18 that the young man ran up there, probably all the way up there thinking this man's lost his mind. He went all the way up there and he looked and he came back. He said, nope, just what I thought. There ain't no cloud. And Elisha said, Elijah said to him, go again. Why? There's strength in the repeat. I'm trying to teach him a pattern. He went back, came back, said nothing. He said, do it again. He went back and he came back. Seven times he did that. Some of you have tried to see God resurrect your marriage, resurrect your finances, resurrect your body, and it ain't happened yet. The message for you today is there's strength in the repeat. Develop a pattern. Go look again. Keep praying and then go look again. Keep praying. Have that conversation with her again. Keep praying and then try it again. We got to have a shift in our perspective. You see, a pattern of faith will shift your perspective. Our problem isn't that God needs to change something. He needs to change us. Many of us have been praying for exactly what God is doing through this quarantine. He'll use something like this to do one thing, to shift your perspective. They tell me that Bibles are at an all-time high as being sold right now. I believe it. Here's my message to you. Don't just make it a one, one and done thing. You need a pattern. Because when this quarantine lifts 
and Easter's over, and if you go back to the old patterns, you're going to have the same old problems. Someone said if you do the same thing but expecting a change, that's the definition of insanity, right? It's the same thing. You really want to change in your life? You really want habits to be broken off of your life? You really want to be a positive person and have the joy and have the peace that it's all in the word of God? You got to get a pattern. Come on, somebody. You know, I was on my phone the other day before I lost it, and I was trying to type, and I went to go say something and autocorrect. The spirit of autocorrect made me say some things that I normally don't say. And, but to be honest with you, it was starting to, if I go to type a certain word, it already knows what I'm going to say, and it will correct it to what my pattern has already been. I wonder right now if you typed in COVID-19 in your heart, what would your situation and your pattern auto-correct it to? Would it be fear? Would it be worry? Would it be panic? Would it be, oh my gosh, would it be that? But I'm telling you, when you get Jesus in your life, when you begin to get a pattern of faith, you'll begin to type in COVID-19, and instead of worry, it'll be auto-corrected to worship. Come on, somebody. When it says fear, it'll be faith. When it says a battle, it'll say a blessing, because God's saying, I'm going to correct that pattern but i'm going to correct it because you got a pattern of faith but that's only if your phone and listen listen jesus don't want to be an app that you open on your phone i feel like preaching today this is only point number one i'm telling you put them eggs turn them eggs down a little bit this may be a minute Jesus don't want to be, uh, you, you don't need a jesus app please hear me you don't need a jesus app i used to have a jesus app if I got in trouble, I'd pull that Jesus app out and open it up. If I was, and I got into, you guys, many of you know my story. I come from southwest Detroit in a little city called Ecorse, running the streets in and out of the legal system. I was all messed up. If my brother Tomas was here, he would say, big game in a little frame. Come on. <laughs> I love you, man. I miss you guys. Got a lot of Ecorse people. Where are my Ecorse people at? Amen. Southwest, amen. And I had a Jesus app. Every time I got in trouble, I'd open that app. Get me out of this one, Lord. When I go stand in front of that judge, go, God, I need the Jesus app. And many times he would get me out of it. But I would go right back to the old life. You know what the problem was? Jesus was just an app. Jesus wants to be the whole operating system. Come on, somebody. He wants to be the whole operating system. He doesn't want to just be an app that we move to the front when we really need him during Easter. Listen, he, Jesus is still on his throne for 2,000 years, and he wants you to do the same. He wants you when this quarantine lifts and we come back to church. I don't, if we have to do social distancing, well, we got 32,000 square foot on this building. We'll pack everybody in here one way or another. Some of you may be upstairs listening to the message when we get back together. We'll live feed this thing all through here. But when, I want to encourage you that if you're watching us, it's time for you to get back in church. This is a good opportunity. Some of you had, a, had an opportunity to peek in here and see what we do every Sunday. You see, it ain't that bad. Imagine feeding on the words that you're getting right now. You know how good you feel right now? You know that feeling that you felt throughout when I'm preaching? That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, come on. Come on. But if you read in this story, there was one disciple missing. And I don't got time to get all into Thomas, but his name is Thomas. In verse 26, you'll read, the Bible says, the disciples were once again up in the room. Same room. Why? They had a pattern. Watch what happens. Jesus comes into the room, but this time Thomas was there. 
And what did Thomas say? He, he said, I ain't going to believe until I see and feel. You know why he said that? Because he didn't have a pattern. And when you don't have a pattern, you're going to be overwhelmed with fear and doubt. Some of you have a hard time not believing the message today like Thomas did because Thomas wasn't there last week. He had to live all week in fear, all week in doubting, all week in all of this because he missed the first time. That's so good. That's so good. Don't, don't be what Thomas did. But Thomas, Jesus loved him so much, he came and made a special trip to him and said, here, here's my hands. Examine the evidence. I preached a met one Easter about examining the, you know, there's so much evidence about Jesus Christ being resurrected. It's mind-blowing. There are atheists that were one time an atheist, very educated, McDowell's, um, Josh McDowell, there's Lee Strobel, so many. And they were challenged just to look into the historical account of this Jewish rabbi named Jesus to see how accurate the Bible is and how true it is. And then, of course, we got the Dead Sea Scrolls that was found. When we were in Israel, we went to the, to the caves where they found them, evidence. You could take that ancient writing and take your Bible today and match it up. And it's word for word. People say, no, the Bible's been changed. No, it ain't. And these atheists have learned because it's overwhelming evidence about Jesus and ended up being some of the greatest spokesmen for Christ. There's so much evidence. And that's what Jesus said to Thomas, and he believed. Amen. Tell the person next to you, it's real. Tell the person over in the, in the dining room table, yeah, it's real. Even though you're way over there, it's real. Come on. <clears throat> Are you with me? Now let's get to 2020. This is our scripture, 2020. Here it goes. Jesus, when he had said this, remember he gave him, he gave him his peace. After he gave him his peace, he then showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Look at that. Here's your word for Revelation, here's your word for resurrection 2020. And this is what Jesus is showing them, that there is joy after our pain. There is joy after our pain. That's what this weekend is all about. That's what this weekend is all about. That there is, there is joy when the pain is over. COVID-19 ends. Jesus is saying to us right now, and everybody's upset, everybody's Got a different life right now. Everything is different. The quarantine was just extended. Some of you are happy about that because you cut your bangs the first week. <laughs> and you got some time for them to grow out. I'm free today. Come on, somebody. Are you with me today? Look at the person next to you Say, did you cut your bangs? Look at you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, I was going to wear this other shirt for Easter. And it's a strange thing. During the quarantine, it shrunk. Telling you. Someone said, if you want to help get, be motivated to lose weight, put your bathing suit on for tomorrow. <laughs> Got to lighten up a little bit. You can have fun in the house of God, baby. You can have fun when you serve Jesus. Amen. Some of you, I just made you depressed, didn't I? Well, come on. You need to start hitting those weights. Come on, look up. Look up my man, Tomas, Tom, Tomas, and he'll help you out. Oh, he's going to be so busy when this thing ends. He's got some routines you can do at, do at home. Amen. Shout out to Positive Gains in Jesus' name. Yeah, go check him out. He'll help you. He's a man of God, too, and help us get in shape. Right? Motivation is the problem. 
Amen. That's what this weekend is all about. It's what this weekend is all about, is that joy comes after the pain. That's what Jesus was showing them. In fact, if you read the other accounts, Jesus did not even look like the Jesus on the cross, so much that he had to show them his scars. They did not recognize him, but they did recognize the scars. They didn't recognize that that's the same Jesus. They had to they say, oh, now I remember, because I don't know who you are at first. Here's the point of that. God's joy can be so overwhelming that you will forget what it looked like when you were in pain. You will forget what it looked like when you were, some of you are in a season right now that is maybe nothing to do with COVID-19. You're in a season that is like you would never believe you would be here today and I'm here to tell you that God can bring you right out of that valley and make it so people cannot even recognize that you were the same person going through such a low time in your life somebody needs to get excited today the Bible says that the three Hebrew children, when they came out of the fire, they did not even smell like smoke. That's how good Jesus can do you. Ain't nobody can do you like Jesus. Ain't nobody can make you joyful, man, and make you so happy and so much better that you can't even recognize your old you. You know, King David said this in one of his Psalms. He says, here it is, this is for some of you. He said, my joy of God has consumed me so that I'm not even recognized by my own family. Some of you, since you've been serving Jesus and you might have had some friends hating on you, you might have had some loved ones kind of turn on you or whatever, and they're saying, you're a different person. Well, baby, that's good. That's good that I'm a different person. That, that, that ought to encourage your faith because you're serving God. You're doing exactly what Jesus did. You're doing exactly what David did. You're so consumed with God that people can't even recognize you. That's so good. You know, people look at me, you may be looking at me today, tuning in, you know nothing about our church, nothing about who I am. You see me with a tie, and it's Easter Sunday, and it's some preacher up there talking about Jesus, and you're sitting there, and you got all this going on in your life, in this lifestyle, and you're thinking, man, that guy don't have a clue. I'm telling you, you just don't recognize. You don't recognize. I got to sometimes show you the scars to let you recognize where I came from. Never be ashamed of your scars. People may be, you know, uh, they may be, inspired by your victories, but they relate to your struggles. They relate to the struggles. They may be inspired by your victories, but they connect with your struggles. And the scar says, yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I, I used to have that. And that's what Jesus is saying. This was my scar. And that's what Thomas needed to see. Some of you need to see, does Jesus have, can Jesus relate to my pain? Can Jesus relate to my isolation? Can Jesus relate that I love my mama, my daddy, my grandma, and I prayed for them and they died and I'm in a bad place right now? Can Jesus do, make any sense of this? I'm telling you, yes, he can, baby. Put your faith in him and he'll bring you right out of that to the place where you'll be able to minister to others. Man, it's so good right now. You never guess where my life, where I came from sometimes. Sometimes I get tired of telling it. People always say, keep it up. I tell them how I was bound with drugs and alcohol. I did not think you can have a good time without some sort of a substance. I literally thought you would be lying. Or you never partied with me. Because my whole life revolved around that. I knew it wasn't good for me. I was tired of the hangovers. I was tired of the drama. Are you tired of the drama? Come on, someone need to put that in your chat. I'm tired of the drama. Put it in the comments. I was so tired of that. It was fun in the beginning. The Bible even says, the Bible says there is pleasure in sin for a season. It was fun for a while, but then we begin to drop like flies to addiction. 
to prison, death. It's like someone pulled a rug out from under us. We could not even figure out our, our, the way up. That season was ending, and now I was addicted, and now I couldn't stop. It was like when you go fishing, you fishermen out there, you put a nice bait on that hook. I used to teach this when I was a youth pastor. It's an old analogy, but it works every time. That fish falls for it every time. He don't see the hook. He just sees the worm. You would think fish would, like, talk to one another and be like, hey, when that hook, when that worm comes down here and it's doing like this and it's looking all delicious, don't bite it. This never happened. I'm being funny, but how many times have we learned not to go to that substance? God is telling you, don't go to that substance. Don't go to that old habit. Don't go what everybody else at work is telling you to do. I don't care how, what you're afraid that lifestyle is going to do. It's going to leave you worse than you are now. Jesus said, I come to give you life. That's what we're celebrating today. But he says, you have an enemy of your soul that he come to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he did in my life. Warrants for my arrest, in and out of the legal system, living, running the streets and street violence and got sucked up in with the inner city gangs. And we didn't even mean to start a gang and all of that. That would have to be another story for another time. Running the streets and just filled with rebellion, hating anybody in authority, living for myself. It's all about me, looking out for me. And I love you, but if you do me wrong, I'm going to let you know. I mean, I was, that, that was just so full of myself. I was blinded. And then Jesus came into my life and he changed me. And that's the last thing I want to leave you with in this story. But I want you to remember that joy comes after the pain. The Bible says it like this. Weeping may endure for the night. If you know the rest of that, type that in, in the comment. Come on. Type it into the comment. But what joy. Come on, say it in your living room. But what joy. Joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night. Some of you are weeping right now. You're wiping them tears sitting on the couch. You know exactly what I'm saying. You remember a time when you were in the Word. And some of you may not have never been in the Word. You're just alone right now. And you're saying, I don't know what. I don't have nobody. I want you to know you got Jesus, man. He wants to come right there into your life. Just like he did me. November the 5th, 1997, I surrendered my life to Jesus. And he breathed life into me. And gave me new life. That's what this story says. Look at verse 21. Verse 21, it says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. Look, he said it twice. Because you're in your pattern of faith. Peace I give you. Then he says, As Father, my Father, the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Isn't it amazing how here they are sitting in the room, and I'm closing with this. Closing number one. Some of you said, what does it mean to close? Nothing. Isn't it amazing? Verse 19, they're hiding in this room. They're hiding from outside. But after their pattern of faith, Jesus sends them out into the very thing they were afraid of. I can't help but to think of our healthcare workers right now. There's many of them in our church, and I don't want to just name one or two. I'll forget all of you. You know who you are. You're all so important. You know that. Everyone else is afraid of this virus, but you guys are running right to it. 
is because you got God in your life. And that part, by the way, of compassion we see on the commercials, compassion is from God. The Bible says God gives us that. That's part of our nature. He made Adam in, in the image of God and in his likeness. What does that mean? It's like your kids have the same likeness as you. They may not even look like you, but have you ever caught your kids doing something you never taught them to do? They automatically do it. And some of y'all, you say, man, you, you act just like Uncle Joe. Some of you act just like so-and-so, and they may never have met Uncle Joe. Everyone's got a crazy Uncle Joe. Amen. We got one here today. <laughs> what is that? That's the likeness of the family. Well, you got the likeness, the DNA of God in you. You just need God to breathe life into you. Write this down. Last point. New life after his death. That's what this is all about. That's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. We have peace in our patterns. We have joy after our pain. And Jesus is, is also telling us that through his death, we have new life. You see, he said this because in Genesis, life after his death. That's what I want you to write that down. In the book of uh, Genesis, God created Adam and Eve. And after he created Adam and Eve, your Bible says he made Adam, God formed Adam out of the dirt, and then he breathed in him, and Adam became a living soul. When Jesus did this in the, up in the room, he breathed on them. Now, if you breathe on somebody, it ain't going to do nothing. Amen. Jesus is God in the flesh, so when he breathed in them, they got born again. It represents the new life. It represents being born again. That's what the new life today is all about. If Jesus would not have resurrected, Paul says it like this, our faith would be futile. It'd be, we, are, we would be the laughing stock of the world. We would be the worst of them all because we're living godly and we're living by different standards and we're, we're living a life according to the book. And if he didn't resurrect... Paul said it in the Bible. It's really not worth it. I love how real the Bible is. But since Jesus did resurrect, <laughs> then that's how I was able to walk away out of a lifestyle of drugs and alcohol and violence and selfishness. For 23 years, I haven't relapsed or went back or did any of that. Why? Because of God's grace. Because he breathed life into me. He breathed his spirit into me. And I became wide open. I became awoke. Awoke to the truth. Awoke that God really loves me. Listen, you may be living in a good Friday reality. God wants to give you a resurrection mentality. Holy Spirit's flowing today. I hear him. I feel him. You may be living in a good Friday reality. Let him breathe a resurrected mentality. Because you got that resurrected mentality. I don't care. You could be in a valley of dry bones. You're going to keep going. You're going to make it through this. Because you're going to get your pattern. And you're going to have your pattern of faith. Amen. Come on, keep doing your patterns of faith every Sunday, every Wednesday. Have your youth. I mean, get into the lounges. Why, why is it important? This is so important that we live for God during this quarantine. That we be the church. Now, you don't have to always be spiritual. I don't, I'm not, you go to my house, we're not walking around praying all the time. We see some good movies. We, we binge on Netflix. 
You guys know I love football. I love to eat good food. Come on, somebody. Amen. Love to have a good, love to laugh. Go for a walk. Put my kayak, go kayaking in the water. Go riding my bike. Hunting. Enjoy life. The Bible says that. And when you have a pattern of faith, you will, all of that becomes better. All of that becomes better. The only thing I got to look forward to before I became a Christian was a new movie coming out. And it's not wrong. I love going to the movies too and watching a good movie. But that was, my emotions was dictated by my circumstance. Because I was a thermometer and not a thermostat. Remember that message? A thermometer just tells you what degrees it is. It responds to the room. But a thermostat sets the pace. Your pattern has set the pace for the rest of this quarantine. We're going to come out of this quarantine. We're going to come out of it. In Jesus' name, there's too many Christians praying all over the world this weekend. Churches are praying and fasting. And we're going to see a shift. And we will. Watch. They're going to start saying, I believe it. Numbers are dropping. The curve is starting to flatten. Now, they'll give credit to medicine. They'll give credit. And it's rightfully so. Thank God for medicine. But can I tell you, the church prayed. See, God always will do something. And he'll leave room for you to either believe it or not. What is that? That's room for faith. You choose. That was going to happen anyway. It was going to happen anyway. I was going to rehab. That's why this happened. I'm telling you, God uses that stuff. The Bible says, acknowledge him in all your ways. Let me back up. It says, lean not on your own understanding. Trust, let me say it right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. I want to end today by just inviting you to accept Jesus into your life if you're not a follower of Christ. All you got to do is say, God, forgive me. Go ahead. Say, God, forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Change me forever. I want the new life in me. I want you to breathe your spirit into me. Jesus name I believe in my heart that Jesus rose again on the third day and I confess him as my Lord today in Jesus name amen the rest of you that are following Christ your believers stay in your pattern of faith that's the message for resurrection 2020 joy comes after the pain and he died so we can live in Jesus name amen God bless you have, hope you have a great Easter, and we'll see you Wednesday night on Facebook Live at 7 o'clock. God bless you.